All right, uh, welcome to the Air J the Great podcast show. Got a special guest on the show today, hip hop artist Julius Apollo. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's great for you to have me on here. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, bro. No, you uh, um, reached out because you got uh, what's his name, obsolete. You know, obsolete. Yeah, I know him personally. We used to work together at Renna Center a couple years back, so it's good to see him doing what he's doing right now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He pretty uh talented artist, man. Kind of low key. Yeah, he like we used to talk about these type of conversations right now. So it, it's beautiful to, to to watch him and see his his progression and stuff. It really motivated me to be honest, seeing him do his thing. And honestly, I I could probably say that him seeing me do mine, we probably piggyback off each other. Yeah, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you know, if you know somebody personally, then y'all push each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, for anybody that ain't never heard Julius Apollo music before, we're going to start off by playing one of his songs, and then after that, we'll get into the interview. Need the smoke when I pull up, it be pungent. Yeah, yeah. I'm on go, and it's nothing that can stop me. Yeah, yeah. Been too humble, gotta get a little cocky. Yeah, yeah. And if you wanna see the best, you gotta watch me. Yeah, uh-huh. big smoke when I pull up, it be pungent. Yeah, I'm on go, and it's nothing that can stop me. Yeah, been too humble, gotta get a little cocky. Yeah, and if you wanna see the best, you gotta watch me. Yeah, take my time as we push my line. I'ma shine, see that greatness on me. Said I'ma take what's mine, go hard all the time. I'ma grind till I get. But I see they gon' put ghosts in the caption. I'm 23 with the rapping. The ghost of Nipsey Pocket Dick said, Do that thing that we had asked you. Them boys don't want it. Put that work in, you can have it. Put it on the line, focus your mind and get established. I'm the type of nigga make it happen from scratch. I got that hustler's mentality, so give up I can't. Okay, consistency is victory, supply and demand. Turn the words into bands to turn the haters to fans. I'm on my way to the bag. Talking paper and plastic, make a name, get established. Paper lane, I ain't asking. It's for all them broke days. And I'm with no passion this for all the hope monster when i should have been crashing you beat the smoke when i pull up 50 hundred yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go and it's nothing that can stop me yeah, yeah. been too humble gotta get a little cocky yeah, yeah. and if you want to see the best you gotta watch me yeah big smoke when i pull up 50 hundred yeah. i'm gonna go and it's nothing that can stop me yeah been too humble gotta get a little cocky yeah, yeah. and if you want to see the best you gotta watch me yeah since then hey hey Hey, I gotta add that to my playlist now. I, I appreciate it. Now that uh pumping, well, I like I like music, like you know what I'm saying. I mean, I like different types of music, but I like music where people get on there talking that stuff, man. I, I yeah, I'm shit. from the old school, man. Yeah. So I gotta, I you gotta, you gotta have that that hip hop. You can't, you can't forget about where this all started at. Yeah, I like when people talk that stuff, man. I'm like you, man, you have me. Walking in a strip club like I'm the biggest dude in there, you know. What I'm saying? I appreciate it. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, man. So uh, first off, tell the people where you're from and uh, how old are you? I'm from originally from San Jose, California. I'm 32 years old. Okay. And uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear your hometown? Uh, to be high feet, Bay Area high feet, E40, all that type of stuff. Like just. Just having fun being yourself. Okay. So as far as uh your your city, man, like uh for anybody that ain't never been there, just kind of describe how it was growing up there as a kid slash teenager, some of the struggles you had to endure, you know, growing up with your parents and things like that. Okay. 
to be honest, like I, I lived there until I was like seven and then I moved, I've been moving my whole life. So I was, I lived in California from the point I was born until I was 13, but I didn't just live in San Jose, in San Jose, Hayward, Sacramento, Merced, we was always moving. So for San Jose, I just remember it was a really big place when I was, when I was little, I like to go back and visit. It's a really big place, but to be honest, I don't have too much true memories because we moved from there when I was six, seven years old. But if you want to say, we li- I lived in Merced for a little while. It's in the Valley in, in California. And out there was a small country town, wasn't really doing too much. Um, and then from there, we moved to Colorado. And I stayed there for literally just about a year. Then we moved to South Carolina. Then we moved to North Carolina. And to be honest, I would say North Carolina is really where everything starts to hit for me, like where, where, where life starts to hit me because I was 15 when I got there. So school, girls, the streets, everything hit me all at once in that place. So I could really give you a little bit more of an idea from there, if that makes sense. Like, so I went, I lived there for, it was about six, seven years on and off. And I come from a single mother. I'm the oldest of six kids. So it was a lot of, I had to grow up quick, you know, I had to be, be the man of the house. So I got my first job when I was 15. I was working at this nice little shoe store. I was making some good money too for a 15 year old. I was getting like 350 a week, but I, I ain't, I didn't know what I was, I was fucking it off. I didn't know what I was doing back then, but I just, I got into a little bit of trouble and just trying to be keeping up with the Joneses. Had, I had a fear of missing out and a lot of that, like I, I say all that to say that it it it, it ties into to, to why I make my music the way that I make my music. Like I try to be positive for the people that came from the same type of situation as me. Cause it's so easy to fall into that trap and never get out of it and be stuck in it forever. And circumstances after a while, that's your fault. So a lot of the things that I did when I was younger was really because of like I told you, all the moving around, being the oldest. So uh, it's a lot. I'm sorry if I if I went off course on that, man. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, man. I, I understand that, man. That's why they call it the trap, man. The trap. This is like a revolving circle. People get caught in that every day, man. So, yeah, exactly. So as far as your uh, household, did you have both parents, and you got any siblings? No, no. It's um, I, I have six. I have six, I'm the oldest of six. I have one brother and four sisters. And then my, my mom, she's a, she's a single mom. Okay. She had, when she was 16 and um, yeah, okay. never met my dad. Okay, I can feel that. So mom, mom held it down. Yeah, she did everything she could do. That's what's up. So uh, what type of activities you was into as a kid? You played any sports, anything like that? I really wanted to play sports, but with all the movement, I love football. I'm a football man through and through. I wanted to play sports. These came from when I was older. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> um, I wanted to play sports, but when it was football season, we either just switched to the school and it was too late or it was too early for me to sign up. So I never got to play no sports in school. Nah. Uh, my activities was I, I, I'm a gamer. I played a lot of video games or I was just outside running around, running them up. Okay. 
So as far as your uh, family or any of your close friends that's in your circle, um, are you the first person that you, uh, to get involved in the music business or uh, did you have anybody else in your family or close friends that was involved in the business before you started doing it? Yeah, my, um, my uncle, really the one who put me on rapping, when I was a kid, he would always be like, you need to rap, you need to rap, because he was in his early 20 stage rapping, rapping, rapping. So he put me on it. And then my mom's best friend's husband, he's the first person who actually, I actually seen record and have the studio set up and put everything together and actually have CDs out. So I've had a couple of people around me yeah, that have been in the game before me. Okay. So who was major or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> they just showed me the ropes. Yeah. So who was some of your uh, favorite music artists growing up who you grew up listening to? Uh, E-40 was always one of my favorites. I like Pac. I don't know if you heard of Mac Dre. I listen to him a lot. Um, Lil Wayne when I was getting older. Kendrick is one of, is one of my top favorites. Um, let me see. Who else did I really, really listen to? It was really just a lot of E-40 and Lil Wayne when I was growing up. They, they, It was just flipping back and forth between them. And I liked the game when he had his run. I thought that was pretty cool. Just a lot of, a lot of I liked a lot of West Coast stuff. Like I respect every area's music, but I guess it, it just resonates. It just resonates with me. Okay. So uh, where, did, where did you get your rap name from? It's my, it's my first and middle name. <laughs> Like, it's my legal name. Oh, oh, okay. So you just kept it like that. Yeah. Because when I started, it was supposed, I started it and it was USA because of all the movement. But then as I got older, I was just, I'm just going to keep my, my regular name, call it, and just go with that. Okay. So when was your first time uh, going to a recording studio and uh, take me through that time when you first went to a recording studio for the first time? And also um, explain if it was easy for you to pick up or was it kind of hard? Okay, the first time we recorded the studio, it was actually, we had it, we had a studio in my basement. Like I was on probation. So I was like, I let the homie set up the studio in the basement and one of my friends had passed away. So I had spent time down there, but I never recorded anything. I would just engineer is what I like to say. I didn't know what I was doing just moving levers, but I actually went in there and we made a memorial song for him. So I actually, I, I wrote a verse for that. And man, I ain't gonna lie, it was so scary. It was all my people with me, but I was so nervous. I was like, uh, I had, it was like I was speaking in front of an assembly or something. His girl was in there and stuff. I was like, I hope she likes it, you know? So I went in there and it took a whole bunch of times for me to get it down. Like I, I kept messing up, you know what I'm saying? But we finally laid it down and Everybody said they liked it, so, yeah. And that's what's up, man. When you first start doing something and you got that type of uh, positive energy around you, that's always good. Yeah. Yeah, so our, uh, as far as your process, man, are you more of a writer or a freestyler or a mixture of both? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a writer through and through. Like, when I was younger, I freestyled, but I really can't even freestyle no more. I'd be writing so much. I just... I get the beat and I might uh, come up freestyle a little bit on this while I'm writing something, but I can't just press play and record a freestyle song now. Okay. So 
you talked about the time where, you know, people was giving you positive energy in the studio when you first started recording. But uh, in your opinion, when was the first, when, when did you really know you had the confidence to pursue music? Like everybody had that point where you were like, all right, I really could do this. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, it was, it was listening. I li When I first heard Kendrick Lamar, I'm going to just keep it real. I first heard the song Average Joe from him. And it was like, hey, this guy is a street is from the streets, but he's not embracing the streets. And he made it mainstream. And up to that point, in my own opinion, I didn't feel like nobody wanted to hear what I had to say because I wasn't embracing that street life. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, I can I can say what I got to say and people will will believe in it. So that was the point I really decided to go and no matter what anybody said about my words, go put them on put them on a song. Okay. Uh, are you signed to a, a label right now or are you independent? Independent all the way. No, I haven't talked to anybody about anything. Okay. So, uh, so no distribution deal, anything like that? No, I just put every, I just go through DistroKid. Okay. Uh, would you sign to a major if it made sense? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I, I would like, I would do something like that, but it would just have to be the correct type of type of deal, type of contract, you know. I'm not just gonna say, oh, this major wants me, so I'm gonna just jump on ship and I lose everything because it's fun to me. I enjoy making music. I don't necessarily want people to take over, have control of what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, when you playing music for your friends, you know, that's one thing, but Wait, uh, take me back to the time when you dropped that first project for the public to hear, like, people that's not cool with, with you can hear your music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, take me back to how the city was embracing you around that time when people could, where the public could hear your music for the first time. Mm, I would have to say that it was it was pretty nice. Like, I never, I, I to be completely honest, I haven't done, I've done one show like two shows two shows i'm lying and the rest has just been making it and, and making it and putting it out i just really recently started truthfully putting it out on itunes and spotify and all that but when i like when i'll play a song for a friend or with the the the, the peak people we they they was feeling it they was they was liking it they was they was feeling the voice they was feeling the style people was acknowledging it but i'm just trying to do it do it for real this time do it right so um, where where are you located at right now? Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Okay, Hopkinsville. Yeah, I've been to Hoptown, man. I was stationed at uh Fort Campbell for a while. That's, Fort, that's where that's where everything popped off at. I was living in Clarksville when I made my first mixtape. <laughs> oh yeah, I know all about Clarksville. I was in Clarksville in 2013, 2014. So all the time I was doing it. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's crazy. So as far as uh, well, you could talk about both cities, Clarksville, Hoptown. Just kind of describe the music scene there for nobody that never heard of those cities before, and, and just kind of describe the different artists that was around those cities. Do artists work with each other, or do they mind their business? You know, uh, a lot of people. It's it's starting to come around to where people are open to working with each other. But in the in the past, watching and seeing, it was a lot of of a I got to be the best 
competition instead of embracing each other to put the city on as a group. But now I think people are realizing that you have to work together to to put the city on. So yeah, people are, the artists are pretty cool. They're, um, there's a couple of artists from Clarksville that actually got videos on MTV and BET and stuff like um, that, that you can look up. I, I ain't gonna lie, I can't remember the names at this exact moment, but they do a lot of shows and uh, showcases out there. And here, uh, it, it's everybody, that's Clarksville. Here is everybody's really chilling, doing their own thing real quick. It's, they clicked up with their people doing their own thing. Okay. So um, for people that know uh, about your music catalog, kind of um, list some artists that you work with so far and uh, list some artists that you want to work with in the future. The artist that I've worked with was, um, it's my homie Game Boy. Shout out to Game Boy. He lives out there in uh, Pueblo, Colorado. You can look him up. Um, Trench Fuego, same place out there in uh, Hopkinsville. I mean, <laughs> out there in um, Colorado. I got uh, Madness J is a, is another one. He's out of he's based out of California. Um, Hopkinsville. I really just since I've been I've been doing it by myself. I got me a computer. I started making my own beats, and then writing lyrics and 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 and, and putting it out. So I haven't really touched anybody here yet i've been looking around trying to see some people that i would want to work with um but yeah and in the future i would like to work with i don't know if you know west side boogie i think that yeah, would be a, hey, that sound familiar i think i know yeah. who it is. he's a he's a he's, a, he's a, a newer artist signed to eminem i would like to work with him obviously kendrick the colds I, I would really like to work with Nas. like that would be pretty cool um 21 Savage would be a, a cool person to work with. Um, Swaley, I would like to do something with Swaley. And to be honest, to be really real, I would really like to do something with Phil Collins. I don't know if you know old school Phil Collins. He's, oh, an, older, he's an older cat from, from the 80s. And he made, he did, he was, he, he's basically like the white prince. He did all his own instruments, all that. I would, I, that would be cool, somebody to work with. He was on that song. Um, with um, with Bone Thugs and Harmony, that that Mr. Postman song, that old dude on there, yeah, that would be. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, what would you say is your most successful project so far? What really turned things up? The most successful thing I got out right now is that pungent that you just heard. Oh yeah, the one that you played. That yeah, that I just put that out and it, and it's got the most. They got the most streams of everything so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised, man. You was talking on there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, well, what were you about to say? I got some coming out on the 24th that I'm really excited about. It has the same energy as that. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that might get the same type of love. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for all your uh, fans out there, people that keep up with you. Uh, just explain some things you like doing in your spare time when you're not doing music. When I'm not doing music, I just like to spend time with my family. And I, like I said, I play games. I like to play football too, like for real. I enjoy playing football. So we got a group of people out here. We'll go on Sundays if we can and go out there and play some football. Cooking, I'm not, I don't make the most things, but when I do cook, I like to throw down, you know, 
So yeah, that's really it. Just the simple. That's what's up. So uh short and long term goals, man. What are your short and long term goals? What you want to accomplish? Short term, I just want to gain a fan base and spread the message that I'm trying to put out to people a little bit more. And long term, I just want to look back and have my nice house. Don't got to be no 17 story mansion. It's nice house paid for nice car. My kids got a college fund and everything is I'm just like I I I I went, chased my dreams, and I made it happen. That's that's the long term goal is to say that that I really made it happen. I did it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a big difference in trying and giving up and trying and saying, "Damn, it it, it really came true." Okay. So you uh, I know you say you got the single dropping on uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah. So you got that dropping on Christmas Eve. So uh, that'll be the last thing you drop for 2022. So for 2023, just list some things you got coming up, features, things like that. Uh, features? Really, obsolete is definitely a feature in 2023, for sure. We've already talked about it. We're just trying to fight to find the right track and get that out. And then I'm really – everything I've been dropping so far is singles. I'm going to I'm gonna work on it, put out my first album in, in 2023 for sure. That's something that I've been um, doing. Shows, I can't, I can't really put my finger on that yet. To be honest, I'm really, I'm gonna make a couple videos too. That's for sure. I'm gonna figure out which songs the people like and go and, and go record you some videos. One to, you gotta shoot one to that Pregnant song. Um, uh, yeah, I can, I can do it. So that's cool. I'm, so then, there you go. That's gonna be the first video of 2023. Then. Said it right here, Pungent coming out 2023. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So as far as the album, um, do you have an estimate time frame of where you want to drop that, like summertime, spring, or um, you think you know about how many songs you're gonna have on there? I'm talking. I'm thinking maybe ten to ten to fourteen, to be honest. And I would have to say middle of the year like July, August, honestly, just to give me some time to put it together because I can't, I don't want to, it, it would be my first solo album. Everything I've done, that's a whole album has been with somebody else. So I really want to stamp it with me, you know? Because as I get older, it's not really about like being Drake famous with this. It's just about saying the things that I really should have said a long time ago, you know? Like I pushed a lot of things to the side that I wanted to do with myself and music was one of them. So I had to, uh, this is something that I really, that I really got to say I did it. I finished it. I, I, I put that on the list of things I did while I'm laying down thinking about those last moments in life. So it's really like, even if none of this stuff sells, I still will be really happy that I went through with it and, and spoke the words that, that I had to say. Oh yeah. Absolutely, man. So um, how, do, how do you want people to perceive you? As a, as somebody that brings hope, like you, like I said, you got to have hope in this world. It's, a, it's fucked up. Let's just be real. Like, it really is. So we, we got to have hope because some people aren't as strong-minded. Some people don't have that, that system to bring them out of dark places. And it's just, I don't want to walk look around and keep seeing the 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 sad kids and the the misled and 
confused teens, you know? We gotta like teach to make things better. And I've tried to like, in songs that I'm not talking my shit, I really, and, and I'm speaking hope. That's that's really what I, what I, what I, what I would say my core is. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can feel that. So man, hip hop Mount Rushmore, man. Give me your top five, man. Mm. In order? Yeah, it don't have to be in order. Uh, Just give me a top five. It don't matter they dead or alive, present, whatever. I would have to say Pac, Kendrick, Nas. Mm. Oh, they're getting tough. <laughs> tough. Um, let me see some contributors. I could really throw Outcast up there, to be honest. Yeah, Outcast is legendary, man. Yeah, and then for that fifth spot, I'm going to have to go with. You know who I'm going to have to go with? It's going, people going to laugh at me, but for the contribution to what we got going, I'm gonna have to put my man Nelly on there. There's a lot of stuff that he did in the early 2000s that helped what we got going on right now, but people don't ever talk about that. Yeah, a lot of people get swept under the rug as far as what you call like a like a lot of people like like I tell people all the time, and I had to like make people eyes woke to this when I had to break stuff down and show them stuff on the internet and stuff. Like a lot of people don't don't want to give him credit because he does antics and he be doing the most on social media. But if you really think about it, Soldier Boy should be on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore just for the newer generation. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because, because he, like he was he came right after Wayne was dominating all them years. And then when Wayne right after Wayne dropped that Carter three and then freaking little Soldier Boy came and just took over the internet. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And like he showed a lot of people how to get money on the internet with the screaming. Like he was one of the first rappers to do that. Like YouTube even said that he was the first rapper to come out on YouTube and make millions of dollars on YouTube. Exactly. Like, That's like the he, knows, he knows the owner of YouTube. Like they, he said he met with him in person. Like, and that's true. Like he did. Like that. Now that you say that, when you when you was talking, I knew that's what you was gonna say. I was like, damn, I didn't think about Soldier Boy. <laughs> but it's so true. Ringtones, everything. Well, he's he kind of my my Rushmore, but I respect what he's done. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't disregard his accolades, and he got a lot more money than some people's favorite rappers. So because he know how to market, he know how to market it. So yeah. But, you know, my uh, since I asked you, man, I give you my top five. You know, my top five, Mount Rushmore. Uh, I got Pac, uh, Biggie, uh, Wayne, Hove, and uh, last one is uh, is Drake. Drake. But two honorable missions, I got to put two honorable missions out there. But two honorable missions, I I love uh, I love Plies, yeah. I, I love Jeezy, and I like uh, Lil Baby. I feel like Lil Baby is the new, he's, he's the new young Jeezy of this generation, you know what I'm saying? So, 
But uh, closing remarks, man, anything else that you want to let the people know about what you got going on, what you got coming up, and let people know how they can find you on social media, things like that, YouTube channel, all that good stuff? Yeah, I just, I got, like I said, I got on the 24th, I got something coming out. I got Apollo 22 coming out on the 24th. On the 23rd, I got I Can See It dropping. And on the 31st, I got Numbers dropping. it. And actually, when, before we got on this, I'm about to record something else. I don't have a name for it yet. But all that's dropping. And you can find me at, at Julius Apollo with two Ps, A-P-P-O-L-L-O, on any on every streaming platform. It's the same. And whatever streaming platform you listen to, that's and my music's on there. Just Julius Apollo, and it'll have everything under it. And I just plan on working on getting better at my craft, getting better at mixing and mastering, getting better better at making these beats and, and finding them hot lyrics to put on it and just keeping it going and building building a wave a mile and building a road a mile. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. You know, anytime you want to come on a podcast, man, you know, uh, hit me up anytime. You know, uh, my notifications don't be coming through like a buzzer for me to hear it on my business page. So I'll be having to physically go look at that inbox here and there. But my Instagram is Eric J. The Great. I respond faster on there because I actually be hearing it go off. Okay. But, uh, you know, everybody goes support Apollo, you know, 22, you know, real dope artist from what I heard so far. And, uh, you know, got to get out of the uh, habit. I mean, you know, we got all the artists, they got big machines behind them and nothing wrong with that. You know, they work to put themselves in that position to have that type of push. But we got to support the people that we can see every day and we can, you know, see them in a the local grocery store and things like that, you know what I'm saying? No, uh, no getting the habit of just, you know, listening to, you know, the, the people we see on Instagram all the time, you know, take expand your horizon, listen to some of the new artists too because some newer artists that I've been listening to, especially since I own the podcast that I be listening to now more than I listen to the people that's popping, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, once you get to a certain point, you don't got so much money, that's all they talk about. There ain't no substance no more, you know what I'm saying? So I like hearing that, that like, I, I feel like everybody's first three albums be their first hardest albums because they, cause they, cause they not, they not far removed from being broke or poor or whatever situation they were in, not saying they had to be broke, but you know what I'm saying? They wasn't uh they wasn't a millionaire. So whatever situation they was in before, you know, they still not far removed. So you can relate to it a lot more, you know. Yeah, that's true. I just I I, I hope to keep that, to keep that fire and to to even if I do magically make it all the way to the top to remember what, what I'm in it for. Because that's what everybody doesn't do. They get everything and start and then forget about people. And we got to care about each other, bro. That's what it's really all about. That's how we're going to make everything better out here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, one of my biggest interviews dropped next Monday, 26th of December at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Look, flip. Uh, flip interview drops in December okay. to 12 p.m. Eastern time. Need everybody be on the lookout for that. It's already on my YouTube channel, so turn on notifications. Eric J. The Great Podcast. And uh, um, everybody go look at my other big interviews that I already dropped. Got the Res Deshaun, uh, 
Shouty Low Jr., uh, Free Band Test, your yeah. artist, uh, One Shot Deals, DMX artist, and uh, E Blue. You a big one of the biggest artists in Houston. You got some with Eric Bellinger. So uh, go check all those interviews out. I appreciate everybody's been supporting me. And big shout out to my supporters. I just received my Spotify rap. I'm in the top 30% most follow podcast on Spotify, and I'm in the top 5% most uh, shared podcast globally. I hit six different countries this year, so whatever. Okay. With over 3,000 minutes of content this year. So I appreciate everybody that's been supporting the podcast. And, you know, anytime you want to come on, bro, just uh, just hit me anytime. All right, man. I really appreciate you letting me come on here, bro. I, I see what you're doing, and I respect it. I'm definitely going to keep following you, keep following your progress. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Now, this interview will drop in, uh, in March, I think the second okay. of March. So uh, just be on the lookout. And then uh, I, I'll send it to you day before it drop the link and stuff. So, okay. All right, man. Uh, you have a good day, man. Yes, sir. You too. This concludes the episode of Eric J. The Great Podcast. Everybody have a good night.